Truth Espresso, episode 242. Face it, we all would rather sleep in this morning. <sighs> That's why God gave us espresso, to kickstart our zombified corpses into hyperdrive. And now, giving your mind and soul the morning shot of truth it craves. This is Truth Espresso with Daniel Minnick. Hello, this is Daniel Minnick, your host for Truth Espresso, and this is Truth Espresso Express. Yes, it's been a long time since I've recorded a Truth Espresso Express episode, but it seemed needful for me this week, as it seemed to be possibly the only way I was going to get an episode ready for this week, because this is going to be a very busy week for my wife and me. And so I'm recording this episode as I am driving to work on a Tuesday morning and my wife and I are gearing up for the Czech conference, the Christian Home Educators of Colorado conference. It's a big event and my wife is going to have a table there for her women's health clinic. So we will both be there and it's going to be a long Thursday and Friday and part of Saturday and so yeah, not a whole lot of time to plan for an episode, not a whole lot of time to figure out when to record and then not a whole lot of time to edit. But what I want to talk about on this episode as I'm driving to work on a Tuesday morning is a challenge and an encouragement to stop longing for the good old days. Yes, that is something that I believe everyone struggles with. Yes, even if you've had a lot of issues in the past, our mind does remember some things. There are things that our brains want to hold on to and reminisce from the past that we recognize is good. And some things we look backward to and say, I wish I was still living in that day or why can't today be like then? And the Bible has ought to say about that. Now, God gave us brains with memories for a reason, so that we remember things, so that we can improve the present and the future. God told the Israelites to remember and to make altars, to build memorials so that they remember things. God said to tie the law, bind it upon your neck, like a necklace so that you can always see it and remember. So God values memory. God gave it to us for a purpose. But we are also challenged not to look on the past with such fondness that we cripple ourselves in the present. The preacher Solomon said in Ecclesiastes, you know, not to ask yourself, what is the cause? Like, what's the reason that the old days, the former days, were better than these? And he tells us, you know, that asking yourself this is not inquiring wisely. But especially as Christians, we're going to struggle with this because as the world seems to think the present is better because they've apparently made more progress on issues that they want, 
other than that, it does seem like they get worse and worse and think the world is worse and worse even as they've made progress and so they get more and more activated to pursue ever more radical goals but Christians we struggle with looking at the past and we will pine we will long for what we call the good old days because we will have a certain understanding about the past and think that it was all gravy think that people were much more righteous in the past than they are today now maybe certain things would appear that way for instance, if we look at television programs, we do realize that there was a lot more standards as to what could be aired at the time, but that doesn't necessarily mean that the thoughts and intents of the hearts were not only evil continually, <laughs> as you know God observes in Genesis chapter 6. That doesn't mean that we don't have the same heinous sins and crimes that we have today, they just weren't broadcast. This, also, with the internet that we have today, we are made aware more of news. And so we have access to more information and we can see a lot of evil more clearly. But the preacher, the wisest man who lived in the Bible says not to long for the good old days such that we handicap ourselves for our duties and our purpose today. Because we will think, back when society used to be more Christian, well, maybe there was a public veneer of Christianity that pe some people felt compelled and pressured to adhere to, even if they weren't. That doesn't necessarily mean that society was more Christian. We might be tempted as we watch movies or read stories about centuries gone past. Maybe we long for the last century, the 20th century, thinking it was greater. But think, the 20th century was full of deadly world wars. You had World War I, World War II, the Korean War, the Vietnam War the Cold War with Russia and uh, the Soviet Union. And, and uh, if you've lived through that time, remember the constant looming threat of a nuclear holocaust with the two uh, world powers. What about Iraq War One with Saddam Hussein? Yeah, this was a war-torn century. And think at the time of even World War One, over a hundred years ago, President Woodrow Wilson tried to have people thrown in prison for daring to speak out against the war. Yeah, uh, the 20th century definitely had its problems. So what about the 19th century? Well, remember the War of 1812? Remember the White House on fire? And of course, you know, they didn't have electricity at the time. Remember the Civil War? The war between the states, that was one of the most bloodiest conflicts we've had that was not even against a foreign power. Lots of people died over slavery. What about the 18th century? Well, we had British tyranny, we had soldiers quartered in homes, we had a bloody war for independence. So bloody conflicts and disease. What about the 17th century and the colonies? Well, we had times of grinding poverty. 
There was plenty of evil in the world and in the good old United States in every period. But look, I get it. Especially in these last few years, we think, back before a certain virus and a, a brave new world of authoritarianism, it, it seemed like things were really good. You know, I myself have thought and have felt the temptation to wish that I could live in a perpetual 2019, because that seemed like that was after, finally, the last problem that, you know, my son had with all his health, with surgeries and stuff, and, you know, that was before the current uh, resident of the White House, and all the inflation, and things like the war going on in Ukraine, and it seemed like there's so much policy confusion. You know, it seemed like 2019 was one of the greatest years of the 21st century. I face that temptation as well. You know, <laughs> we've battled things like people having their livelihoods threatened because they refuse a novel and risky shot in the arm. We now often refer to these last few years as living in a clown world. We had the summer of love in 2020. We have the rise of Antifa becoming a normal expected thing in downtown areas. We have BLM, there were riots in the streets. Now we have drag shows for children and even toddlers. Pride clothes for babies at Target. We have the Bud Light controversy, and uh, recently there was a, a Christian arrested for reading the Bible and peacefully protesting at a Pride event. Uh, June is now Pride Month, and it's no longer just a, a marketing campaign. It seems like it's a religiously observed secular holiday for an entire month, and now it's stretching back before and after, because even the whole month of June is not enough. We've got to have preparations for it, and then days that follow it, because it seems to be the month where people just want to put their own self-centeredness on display. Like it's just a way to normalize deviancy. But Christian, let the battles that we face today be the battles that make you strong. Remember, there have always been battles. Think about the early church and the persecutions they faced under Nero and Diocletian, Galerius. Those were not fun days in the early church. They believed that they were in the end times, like the end of the end. They thought that the the coming of Jesus Christ was going to be very soon because of how bad things were. But I would like to encourage you that today is always the best day to be a Christian. And we can be sidetracked and we can be tempted to forget about the blessings that we have today that God has given us, even the progress that we have experienced as Christians. Think about the Israelites, they struggled with memorializing the past and longing for the past such that when they got their freedom from Egypt, they were in bondage as slaves. They were doing the labor for the Pharaoh. 
and they became freemen. They crossed the Red Sea. They were protected from the plagues. They saw amazing miracles. And then as they're in the wilderness, God demonstrates miracles by sending manna from heaven. They had a miracle from heaven. They had bread from heaven that God sent down miraculously. They could see the wonderful, amazing hand of God. And what happened? Well, they complained because, well, we want meat. Give us flesh to eat. We're sick and tired of this miracle bread. They didn't recognize the blessings that they had then. And this is the problem that we face when we long for the past because we can filter our view of the past down to a few criteria because we compare today with the past based on select criteria. And that's how we can look at the past in such a way that we forget about all the problems and all the blessings that, has, that God has given us now. The Israelites forgot about the toil of the slavery. They were beginning to think because they didn't have meat to eat at that time that their slavery in Egypt was better than their freedom and miraculous provision that God gave them then. They measured their condition by one factor the variety of food that they had. In the book of Numbers, we have the Israelites complaining that we remember the fish which we ate freely. Oh yeah, freely. Uh, I think it was rationed to them as they were whipped and <laughs> uh, doing heavy labor. And they remembered the, you know, the cucumbers and the garlics and the leeks and the onions and so on. But then they say that their soul is, is dried away. There's nothing, there's nothing to eat besides this manna before our eyes. They looked on God's blessings there with contempt as they remembered the bondage of the past. And they forgot that it was bondage indeed. But today as evil is ever more manifest, so is the truth. Parents are standing up at school boards, making the truth known. Homeschooling and private schooling is becoming more prevalent as parents are seeing just how bad things are getting in public schools. Some representatives in politics are becoming uh, bolder than ever. You know, I don't miss the days of the John McCain's and the Mitt Romney's and <laughs> the Mitch McConnell's and the George W. Bush's and how he always had to have these respectable, squishy compromisers. I want people who speak truth, and, and we're getting more of that even as the battle lines are being drawn more fiercely. So yes, today is the best day to live the Christian life. I would encourage you, Christian, to stop using the past as a crutch. I would encourage you to be a leader and not merely just a follower. Don't just wish to go with the flow, make the flow. As the Apostle Paul said, I press toward the mark of the prize of a high calling of God in Christ Jesus. And Paul was someone who faced persecution and imprisonment. And he told us 
that it is granted on the behalf of Christ not only to believe on him, but also to suffer for his sake. Don't take suffering and persecution as an excuse to long for the past. Look for it as a way to make the gospel clearer and brighter. Be salt and light today. As Jesus said, if the salt lost its flavor, it's good for nothing but to be cast out and to be trodden on the foot of men. It is easier to become useless, flavorless salt when you can hide it in the past. Let the battles of today ever more bolden you. Let they make you demonstrate yourself as more genuine a Christian than ever before. Let's not long and let's not pine for the so-called good old days. They were not the good old days. Today is the good day. Today, be a Christian. Long for what you can do today. Thank you for waking up with Truth Espresso. Good morning and God bless your day. Hey friends, Daniel Minnick here again. If you liked waking up to this episode of Truth Espresso, I would really appreciate it if you would rate it on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or whatever application you use to listen to Truth Espresso.